Hi guys, this is Sensei James Leonelli from Sensei's Weekly Mindset. I'm here to tell you guys about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. You can check in on the odds for this weekend's UFC on ESPN. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sensei's Weekly Mindset. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I am back in my home recording space, ready to go over this week's mindset for you guys. So, what I want to talk about this week, we are a couple of weeks removed from our Challenge of Champions tournament. So, uh, I have some really good insight that uh, I want to take from that experience and what people should take from that experience. But I would be remiss if I did not open today's show talking about uh, the experience of Flex Fights 14. Here we are again. I know crazy to think, feels like we just had a Flex Fights and we are back yet again at yet another Flex Fights. So Flex Fights 14, we were back at our home uh, arena, I guess you would call it, uh, and that would be Stereo Garden here in Patchogue. And it was an awesome, awesome, awesome night of fights. And uh, we had a bunch of fights on the card, which is amazing considering we did have a lot of fighters that unfortunately were injured and their fights needed to be moved back or they needed to pull out of their fights and so forth. So we wound up with 15 fights, which even though it is a lot of fights, is small for a fight card that prides itself on most fight cards being 20-ish fights. But nonetheless, a great night of fights. All super competitive. There were really only, you know, one or two fights that were complete blowouts. You know, most were very easily, evenly contested. Uh, almost every fight that I d- did commentary for was incredibly evenly contested. And then we had an even bigger mindset, or an, rather, an even bigger uh, continuation, I should say, on that theme. As we got into the main card, more very competitive fights. And th- don't get me wrong, there were definitely a couple of fights where there were big finishes, and one person that definitely got the better of the other. Happened a couple of times. But just a super, super competitive night. And once again, w- we got the, uh, the Guinea gang back together as myself, TJ Ragusa, and Zandra were all back on, uh, on the commentary for the prelims, and things went really, really well there. Xandra uh, and I did the exit interviews on social media, which people seem to love. Uh, also, go to Flex Fights' social media, Flex Fights on Flex Fight series, I should say, on Instagram. 
there's a really, really great exit interview with a gentleman by the name of Kyle Troyan, who was one of the big winners of the night. Uh, I've had the pleasure now of seeing the gentleman fight twice. And he really gave a really positive message after this win. And I think anybody can take something from uh, his experience. And it really kind of segues nicely into what I wanted to talk about tonight. Uh, And that would be the idea of failure. Because when it comes to Kyle Troyan's last fight, he fought on the first card I ever did for Flex. And um, talented guy from a tough team. When I say tough, I mean like fighters from there are all very good. Had some really good training partners. Uh, He was involved in the New York versus Florida part of the card. And he had a real tough fight uh, for for his fight that night. And man, oh man, did this guy ever uh, come to deliver after that last fight. Right? His fight in February didn't go his way. And frankly, I, I believe in talking to him the other day that he just feels like he didn't show up for that fight. He felt that that was a very valuable experience for him to try, it, uh, to, try to put himself out there, to put himself under that big pressure to put himself in the face of that difficulty and then fail. He thought that was a very valuable experience for him because it showed him how bad that he wanted it. It showed him that he was moving in the right direction. And most importantly, it showed him how to come back when the deck is stacked against him. See, failure is what I want to focus on this evening. And that's such an important idea. Because we measure a person not by what they do when things are going well. We measure them instead by what they do when things are difficult. That therein lies everything. What do we do when things get difficult? What do we do when we try and we don't get it right away? Now, I was talking the other day about failure to the kids in my school. And I asked them a very important question. Is failure permanent? Is failure the end of the story? And the answer is sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes it is. For some people, in certain circumstances, failure is the end of the story. There are plenty of people who would have been in Kyle's shoes, gone out, performed under the lights, in front of all sorts of people, on pay-per-view or on third on sports, uh, in front of their friends and their family members and you know, uh, who were responsible for the way that the tournament was going to shake out. And um, they, there are a lot of people who have been in that situation and failed, or similar situations even, and failed, and then turned tail and ran and never put themselves back in that same place. But instead, Kyle did exactly the opposite. Kyle instead rededicated himself. He learned from that mistake. He bounced from that bottom. See, there are plenty of people who would let that initial failure be the end of their story. You know, they never get back in the cage again. They never compete again. And, you know, there are some people who need to get out there and compete because they believe that, you know, there's something inside of them that tells them they need to go out there and, you know, be a fighter or whatnot. And then they find out very quickly that being a fighter is not for them. That's okay. You're allowed to not be a fighter. 
But what you do in the face of adversity, what you do in the face of failure, that, my friends, that is a different, that's a different animal. See, you you could do what Kyle uh, did in, in February, come out for that fight, not do very well, uh, not get the level of success that you want, and then blame everyone else uh, and change teams and do a million things to forgive yourself responsibility and move on to the next thing, right? Find some other way to fix the problem other than owning what you did, owning your performance and getting better from it. And man, Kyle certainly did that. See, I have a philosophy when it comes to failure and I think it's pretty simple. Number one, I don't believe failure should be the end of the story. I believe failure is only part of the story. It's a necessary part, but it's a step along the way. But the other thing when it comes to failure is that failure is a lesson. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for us to get better. I'm going to explore all these points a little more in a moment. But the biggest thing that failure is, is an indication that you are moving in the right direction, that you're stepping outside of your comfort zone. So let's start with that idea as I'm illustrating these points a little further, right? Think about this very simply. No one fails at doing something they've already mastered, or at least they might stumble, but they, uh, they're not going to do what we would consider like a full-fledged failure, right? It's not like you learn to read at a you know, college level, and then you go back and you're reading a kindergarten book, and all of a sudden you lose the, the ability to read, right? You might be reading that book to a kindergartner in your life, and when you do, you might stumble over a word here or there. Uh, you might get distracted and mispronounce something. But you're going to correct it back in two seconds and, and be, be right back in the right direction. But let's take an example like that. Let's say now a kindergartner is trying to read you know, a book meant for a second grader. Now, that kid's going to fail a little bit and they're going to fail for realsies. They're going to have things they are completely lost on. They're going to have things that show them, oh man, this is above my head. But that only happens if they're moving in the right direction. So failure is a great indicator for life. Am I stepping outside of my comfort zone? Am I doing the type of things that are making my skills, that are making my mindset and my mentality that much stronger? Because if the answer is yes, great. That's what it's all about. That's life in a nutshell. Put yourself out there. Do difficult things. Do things that are tough and then overcome them. Right? Because failure, like I said, indicates growth. You can't fail at something that you are not growing on. It's as simple as that. If you don't take the time to push yourself past that, that tough moment, getting to that point where you know, uh, the failure happens, then you're living in your comfort zone. And we've talked about the value of comfort before and that if you earn it, that's one thing. But if you're trying to really better yourself, comfort has no place. Right? Instead, we have to be a little bit uncomfortable. Think about, think about simply, a very simple example, the, uh, the gaining of flexibility. 
If we're thinking about that as our success model, if you were to hold a stretch and you didn't feel it at all, okay, you're not there yet. You're not doing anything the way that you're supposed to. If you like kind of feel the stretch, okay, you're headed in the right direction. But if it's uncomfortable, if it's tough, if it's hard, you're moving in the right direction. You're pushing yourself to the point where you're going to improve, where you're going to be better. And that discomfort is an indication that you're stretching correctly. Similarly, comfort would tell you the opposite, that there isn't any tension, that you're not stretching the way that you're supposed to. That, I'm sure, makes sense. But now, let's consider some of the other parts of failure. A big one that I believe is that failure is a lesson. Now, that's multifaceted. Sure, failure is a lesson in whatever it is you're doing. Right? For example, if you're riding, a, learning to ride a bike, right? the way, whatever you do that destroyed your balance, where you put your head in relation to your shoulders and hips, uh, the grip you made with your feet, what you did with your hands, right? if you look at those things and you can say, oh, okay, that's where I went wrong. Now, if you have that, what you have is an opportunity to learn and apply and be better. If you, our example, like the young man Kyle I was talking about before, are a fighter, have someone who you're competing straight skills against, if you see where that person is able to exploit weaknesses in your skills, and even more importantly, impose their own skills, you're seeing where your work is needed. Your work is not needed on where you're strongest, where the moments where you were winning the fight. Instead, the work that you need if you want to up the average the fastest, is you work on the weaknesses that that person pointed out to you. And that's the same for every aspect of life. If in every aspect of life, we are focused on the things that didn't go that well. Right? If we focus on uh, you know, the lessons that come with the things that we did not that well, it's going to be so, so valuable to us. Right? Think about a kid who's learning martial arts. They're learning martial arts, and if they keep making certain mistakes, those people will take advantage of them. So the fact that you're seeing failure at all, A, indicates you're in the right spot, but B, provides you with the lessons to get better. Now, regarding these lessons to get better, some of them are are task-specific, right? What do I mean by that? I realize that's a slightly interesting question or an interesting phrasing, I should say. Right? That failure is there. The lesson that's, that you might be learning might be something as simple as like, okay, let's look at push-ups. Right? So if I do my certain number of push-ups and then I fail, okay, good, I accomplished something. But now I know, okay, that's my number. That's my current level. And I can push beyond that. And the same is true with so many other physical skills, right? If I see when I'm sparring my friend that I keep getting hit with their left hand, well, then the lesson I can glean from that is that I have my right hand out of position or I'm circling to my right too much. I'm putting myself in front of their left hand too much. 
that, that's a valuable thing. And martial arts, I feel, kind of sets itself up for that one. Because it is a competitive thing and because people are trying to punch and kick us and other such things during the course of it, I think it lends itself to the lesson. But in the broader sense, what I mean is those, the lesson of dealing with failure is a lesson in and of itself. Right? How to deal with adversity is a lesson that not nearly enough people are well-versed in. Most people feel difficulty. Most people feel challenge, and they quit. See, I tell this to the people who do my tournament. When they do our tournament, like just passed in June, which is uh, one of the things that took my mindset to this, in addition to the great speech from Kyle, is the fact that it is so common after someone goes to the tournament and does not win, for them to feel A, very down on themselves, B, feel very depressed, C, feel like they're not very good. And as a result, a strong percentage of first-time competitors at first don't want to go back to the tournament. They think it's not for them, they think they're not tough enough, they're not good enough, they're overly critical on themselves. They've lost sight of the fact that that failure is part of the lesson. What do you do in the face of failure? It's one of the main reasons to have a, have a person do a tournament. Because I know statistically half the people are going to lose their first match that day. So if that's the case, if half the people are going to lose their first match that day and go home, I can only send people who are secure enough, number one. But number two, I have to be there along with them, not only at the tournament but beyond, to make sure that they learn the important lesson, that the performance is not nearly as important as what they do after the performance. Am I throwing my hands up in the air? Oh, I'm never going to the tournament again. Oh, mission not accomplished. Are they instead rising to the occasion and saying, okay, I need to train harder, I need to work harder? If they're doing all of that, then, okay, all right, we're, we're, in, a, we're in good shape. All right, we're learning that abject lesson that failure teaches us how to pick back up, right? Now, the other thing, right, the thing I touched on already, the idea that failure tells you you're moving in the right direction. Again, let's use the example of push-ups. If you are doing push-ups to the point of failure, to the point where your arms are no longer cooperating, once you've reached that point, what is happening is you know, okay, I'm doing the right amount of push-ups. Right? If you do your right amount of push-ups, for example, and you never get anywhere near that point, how do you know if you're doing the right amount? How do you know if you're strengthening yourself? How do you know if you're actually moving in the right direction? Really hard to know. But instead, if you push to that point where it's difficult to get in again and again, you know you're moving in the right direction. Right? It's the same way like when you're playing a video game or you're watching a movie and the hero is moving closer down the heroic journey. And as they're going further down their heroic journey, the music starts to change. Things get a little more intense. Why? Because the ambiance is telling you that the hero's moving in the right direction. If you ever play a video game, this is similar too. You know when you're progressing the right way, when all of a sudden the, the, the music over the top gets a little different. Right? It gets a little more upbeat or a little more bass heavy. Now you know, oh, I'm on my way to fight the big boss of this section. So when we're talking about failure, I want you to always consider those things. 
A, first things first. You fail, first reminder should be, I'm moving in the right direction, obviously. Otherwise, I would not have failed. Right? Number two, what lesson can I glean from this journey of failure? Right? And that means not only on that specific part of the skill, but also the global sense. Right? Okay, I failed. Do I have what it takes to pick myself back up? Right? And then, use it as a motivator. Use it as something to light a little fire under your butt. Right? Use it as something to motivate you to push that much harder, to work to that much higher of a level. Right? Use that to tell you that, okay, everything's going the way I want it to. Sure, I didn't get there today, but there's always another step that we can take. There's always another move towards the future. So this week, as you are pursuing your goals, as you're doing difficult things, don't fear failure. Don't think of it as a negative. And most importantly, like I said before, right? the other thing, don't think of it as the end. Think of it as a stepping stone. Think of it as the kind of thing that's going to move you from attempt to attempt to attempt without any loss of enthusiasm. Because that, my friends, is the secret to getting to where you want to be. So that's all I have for you guys today. As always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at sensei underscore leonelli. You can find me, <coughs> excuse me, on Facebook. I'm Sensei James Leonelli. You can go to my link tree and get all the information. Uh, linktr.ee slash Sensei Leonelli. You can find my school online at tsksmithtown.com. You can find us on Facebook. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. Twitter and Instagram, we are at tsmma underscore Smithtown. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Sensei's Weekly Mindset. Uh, as always, you can find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. Make sure you guys leave a rate and a review. just helps. Subscribe, get your new episodes every Wednesday. But most importantly, share the podcast with a friend. The more ears, the better. The more people that are listening just makes my life that much better. So to that end, my friends, that's all I have for you guys today. Until next time. Invest in yourselves. I'll see you guys on the mat.